Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am backstage in the Architects dressing room. I'm talking with Sam. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. How's your day been going? Uh, awesome. We've had a walk around. Uh, we actually stayed in Langley last night, which is just outside of Vancouver. Uh, our, our friend Adam, who's filling in on guitar for this whole tour, lives there. So uh, we spent the night at his house and uh, got in early today, did some errands, and now we're just chilling backstage. Cool. You guys are a band from the UK. <laughs> What's the best part about partying in Canada? I don't know. I, I like partying in Canada. It's very different to to the UK. Um, I think people get a little bit more fucked up here, if I'm honest. You see a lot more people getting drunk. They take it to the next level. And and that's impressive. Just kind of, you know, we're from a country of binge drinkers. So, you know, it's impressive. It's impressive stuff. Do you ever feel pressure to keep up? Uh, yeah, we normally can. You know, obviously a binge drink nation. So we've, we've learned for our childhoods to kind of keep her level. Hi, I'm Sam from Architects and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Uh, check it out.
Mike's. Sam from Architects, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You've just heard These Colors Don't Run. That's the lead single off Architects' fifth album, Daybreaker. I've got Sam here with me. He's the lead singer. I'd love it, Sam, if you could talk a bit about this one. Yeah, this one's, a, this one's an interesting one. Uh, sort of a, a dig at America and American politics and uh, some of the problems and feelings that we have towards towards that country and you know another another country i feel that's blinded by sort of like materialistic problems and you know everywhere you see is just strip malls and you know gas stations and you know that that place was probably one of the most beautiful places in the world when it was you know founded or found and now it's just like a you know a concrete jungle everywhere and you know, we wanted to kind of let our feelings out about it, and you know, we have done. And, you know, it has caused some controversy as well, but we also have people that have been fighting in wars in America that you know have been in armies that have come back and said that that song hits the nail on the head, and you know, they agree with us. So it works both ways. It can annoy people, and some people see that we're not taking digs at Americans. It's more of a dig at the American government and what it's doing to the country. Nice. So you guys have just put out your fifth record, Daybreaker. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. So is there anything that you're particularly proud of on this record? Um, I think we're just proud of the fact that it's a record that we're all 100% happy with. I know it's, everyone always says it, but I mean, the la- we're very honest with how the last record went and it didn't turn out uh, how, we, how we really wanted it to. So to have a record out that we all love and we get to play and perform properly is, is a good feeling. Yeah, a lot of people have called this album a return to form following your third record, Hollow Crown. So I was hoping I could get you to talk about evolution of sound. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's important, I think, for any band to uh, to progress. And I think we're obviously one of those bands and we've always wanted to, to progress and take it to the next level. So when we did the Here and Now after Hollow Crown, we progressed a little bit too much and wrote a record that we wanted to hear, not necessarily what we were good at performing of what we wanted the band to sound like uh so through that you know we learned that we enjoy being a really heavy band we enjoy uh writing technical music and we wanted to we wanted to do it again so we went and just got heavy and enjoyed what we do best fans in your category are very intense almost at int- uh, i guess Fans in your categories <laughs> are very intense, almost as intense as the music is. What I'm trying to say, so I told me you could talk about being in a band and having those types of fans and it not going in your direction. Um, I think especially on the here and now, um, there's a lot. there was a lot of kids that uh, weren't into it. And I think there's, I mean, in this whole genre, I think it's a, it's a genre that's 
it's very easy to talk to your favorite band in this sort of genre of music, right? Say I, if I wanted to talk to Dave Grohl, I couldn't exactly just send one message and he read it, you know? Nowadays with Twitter and, you know, bands on our level, it's very easy for kids to get to you. Uh, and some people don't have nice stuff to say. Some people will want to tell you that they think you're a dick. And and that's I think that's just, just the the climate that we're in now. And uh, I certainly, when I was growing up, was not one of those kids. And uh, I just grew up wanting to talk to as many bands and tell them how much I love their music and how much it meant to me. And I think somewhere along the line that got lost. And uh, kids kids like to pick holes in things. And uh, they want they want a band to be their band and not have anyone else like them, which is quite strange. Yeah, what I love about your category is that people who love the music love the music and they aren't always ready for change. No, they're not always ready for change and, you know, I can't blame them. And uh, certain records mean more to people and that's just because a time and place for that record, you know. Um, I have records that I love and not, not necessarily the best record the band's produced, but at the same time it's, you know, an important important time in my life and that's why that record will stick with me. So I'm sure it's probably the same for some other kids. Absolutely. Are they going to do their whole sound check now? Me too. Let's. Uh... Hi, I'm Sam from Architects, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Stay up
I'm Sam from Architects, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You've just heard Stay Young Forever. That's from Architects' fourth album, The Here and Now. I'm talking with Sam from the band. Sam, I'd love it if you could talk about this track, especially because you get Andrew from Comeback Kid, a Canadian band, to sing on it. Yeah, uh, Stay Young Forever is uh, probably one of the first songs I wrote off of, uh, off of The Here and Now, and it was just about... Uh, a close friend of mine back home that sort of had let his life sort of go a little bit and wasn't really thinking or doing anything to like change his life and uh, just got caught kind of caught up in the moment of like I feel I felt for him because he must have wanted to you know have been young and he was trying to just be a kid you know and it's it's unfortunate that that can't happen to everyone you know everyone has to kind of grow up and get on and and work and get a job and I, I really felt for him, and so that song is just about you know him trying to uh, trying to live a life, but not doing it very successfully. And uh, getting Andrew on board was great. You know, I, I sang on their record, and uh, when I sang on their record, I asked him if he wanted to sing on ours, and we were both in the studio at the same time, so he sent his over, and I sent mine over, and it was uh, very easy. All right, some band is doing a sound check right now, so things might get a little bit loud. <laughs> So I read an interview with you where you're talking about back in the day and you're talking about how you were a fan of Thrice and you didn't understand it when they put out their record Visu. So I was hoping that you could talk about your process as a fan when our band you love puts out a record that is problematic for yeah. you. Oh, I mean, now listening back, Visu is one of my favorite Thrice records. It's just that I think as a kid, you have a certain you get so attached to the band that you feel like you know everything about them. And when that band changes and doesn't sound like that band that you love and talk about to all your friends, you're kind of like, why have you done that? How can you, how can you do that to me? But now it's my favorite Thrice record because I grew up, I've grown up a bit. And uh, yes, yeah, I can totally see how some kids can get annoyed with us. But at the end of the day, we are the ones that have to go on stage and perform it and there's no point in us performing music that we don't care about, you know? So can you talk about, as a fan with Thrice, how did you work through getting to love that record? Well, I think for, for a while, I just, I gave it, I gave it some space. You know, if, if something doesn't click straight away, I, I gave it some space. Uh, waited until, maybe like a year after, until it finally clicked with me, where I just heard it one night when I was out and was like, wow, I remember how much I love this band and it, and it all made sense. And I'm a massive fan of that band, and, and uh, I've actually had the privilege of meeting them a couple of times and, and hanging out with them, and uh, they're uh, great guys, and they're actually fans of our band as well, so that's, that's a pretty cool feeling. Cool, okay, so you're on your next record, you put all of that behind you. When you go through an experience like that, and you're back to writing the next record, your current record, Daybreaker, can you talk about when you guys went back into the studio to write, how that affected you? Uh, I think it was a good thing. I think we kind of went back into the studio and were just like, right, we need to nail this. And uh, we just wanted to write the best record we could. And we just worked, worked and worked until everything kind of made sense. And we had we had like 12 tracks that we just kind of whittled down and got the best out of them and uh, and then rewrote them and then did them again and then changed them and then moved bits around until everything was perfect. And uh, yeah, had to had to work pretty hard on this but we're very proud of the outcome hi i'm sam from architects and you're listening to the interview show with scott wood uh check it out
Sam from Architects, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Hollow Crown by Architects. I've got Sam. He's the lead singer of Architects. He's here with me. I'd love it if you could talk a bit about that track. Uh, Hollow Crown uh, is a title track of, of, uh, off of Hollow Crown, uh, and it's a song that I wrote when we, when we first started like touring and going away, about being away from home, you know, being away from, uh, being away from my girlfriend, and, you know, it's just a, just a song about being away and you know missing everything and missing being home and the the problems of going away and touring and not being around 
All right, welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm talking with Sam from Architects. We have escaped the horrible dressing room. Well, it's a beautiful dressing room, but it's too noisy. background noise is never any good. So I'm just going to ask you that question again. So I've heard you're a fan of Yonsei from Sigur Rose. I was hoping that you could talk about a couple of other records that people might not expect you to be a fan of and what you love about them. The whole band's really into Drake at the moment. We've been listening to that. I really like the new XX record that just came out. That's great. I'm a big fan of their band. Um, and I've actually been listening to my girlfriend just released a well released like a single uh, it's called Dear Prudence and a new single's called Coming Apart Again and I've been listening to that a lot it kind of sounds like The Cure like dark sort of pop it's great so when a guy dates a girl who's also in the music industry is that the ideal relationship because you guys can understand touring uh, yeah I mean she's kind of new to it she's always been like a singer songwriter so she hasn't actually been on tour yet but she's just got signed and uh, just released a record so I'm sure it'll probably be probably be easier maybe maybe for her maybe. but we've been together for like four years so hopefully hopefully it works out what advice would you give her? just keep touring hopefully she's going to tour her socks off so should be good I was reading Kerrang's website and they're a We'll say, I'll just say they're a very popular metal magazine. They've recently lent their name to a dating service. So I was hoping that you could introduce the rest of the guys in the band with a line from their fake Kerrang dating profile. So I just have to say my name and then how I would... How my I name would. is Sam and I'm looking for a... All right. My name is Sam and I'm looking for a tattooed brunette who's up for a laugh. There you go. Uh, Ali is looking for... And he is the what? Ali plays bass. Ali is looking for a blonde who's up for lots of cuddles. <laughs> Seems like he'd be into that, I don't know. My name's Dan, and I'm looking for... But Dan, what do you do in the band? Dan plays drums. Dan is looking for a girl who enjoys spending time at the gym and working out. And Tom, who plays guitar... Is, uh, is looking for a girl that plays in a band and has blonde hair. Nice. <laughs> you know a lot about your bandmates. I know a lot about them, yeah. A lot about them. Cool. So tonight you guys are playing the Tom Lee Music Hall, I guess is what it's called. I've never been here before, but I just walked through the room. It's a pretty intimate room. Yep. You guys have played very big rooms. You've also played very small rooms. So I was hoping you could compare and contrast the two. Yeah. Uh, the smaller rooms are great because... Uh, you're so much closer, you get so much more of a vibe off the kids, so much more energy. Uh, it's a lot easier to jump off of stage on top of them and, uh, you know, sort of get involved with them. And uh, you're sort of more at like an eye-to-eye level, so you can really see who's enjoying it and who's singing along. Uh, whereas in arenas, sometimes it's kind of like a, just a big blur of people and you sort of feel like you're playing to nobody when you're actually playing a... Walk, walking through this building, there's tons of, like, teenagers here, I'll say, little tiny kids. Yeah. So um, when you jump off the stage into the crowd, yeah. you're really taking your life into your own hands. Yeah, maybe in both ways. Maybe I'm a bit too old to be doing it nowadays. Um, but, no, some of them can be a little bit grabby, um, especially some of the girls. But you sort of just have to kind of brush them off and run away and get back on stage where you're safe. <laughs> All right, Sam, I really appreciate you taking out some time to talk with me tonight. Oh, in a minute, you have to go to a meet and greet. Yeah. But before you do that, I would love it if you could pick one track that you'd love to play out on and tell us a little bit about that track. I would like to play uh, Even If You Win, You're Still a Rat off of, uh, off of the new record. And uh, that's just sort of about like materialistic possessions and how quite a lot of people don't really see 
life for what it is and uh, are too caught up in who's wearing the coolest shoes or who's got the coolest bag and you know we're a band and we don't make any money we just do it to tour the world and have fun and and play shows to kids and uh, I think a lot of bands and a lot of people are blinded by money so that's what that song's about so we're about to hear even if you win you're still a rat by Architects thanks Sam no worries thank you Hi, I'm Sam from Architects, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Yeah! 